You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Cardinals podcast for Wednesday. May the 25th of 2022, I am the host of the show, Lucas Smith. Thanks for tuning in today and every day that you tune in to the Locked On Cardinals podcast. Thank you for making it your first listen of the day, each and every day, Monday to Friday. It was a rough game last night for the St. Louis Cardinals as they lose 8-1 to to the Toronto Blue Jays. They were able to avoid the shutout. A little bit, little bit of pride, a little bit of dignity there for the St. Louis Cardinals. But nevertheless, it was an overall... Pretty brutal game. He had just two extra base hits the whole night. You go one for six with runners in scoring position. You leave nine runners on base. You register just six hits. You commit two errors behind your pitchers. One on Gorman, one on Donovan. Your pitcher only goes three innings. Everybody that pitches gives up an earned run except for the mop-up guy at the end, Junior Fernandez. It was just simply put, not a good day for the Cardinals. And the question that we're going to start off with today and start discussing today is the Jordan Hicks experiment. The Jordan Hicks starting experiment. Jordan Hicks is, is a pitcher that has some of the best stuff that you could ask for. He's got an electric fastball that has some late life to it, a really good sinker, sinking action to it. He's got a wipeout slider. He's got the makings of a closer, at least by stuff and by stuff alone. We've seen him in the closers role before. Has not gone well. So the Cardinals say, okay. Let's expand him out a little bit. Let's see what he does as a starter. And to date, at least at the major league level, Jordan Hicks has not produced as a starter. It's an an experiment that I have been largely okay with, largely in support of. But these are his game logs as a starter this season. His first two appearances did not come as a starter. They came as a reliever. On the 21st of April against Miami, three innings, an earned run, two walks, and three strikeouts. Not bad. The 26th of May against the Mets, two innings, two earned, two walks, a strikeout. Not as effective, but we're still working our way up. Three and a third on the 1st of May against Arizona, two earned runs. Four and a third against the Giants on the 6th of May, two earned runs. Three earned runs against the Giants on the 13th of May. He did get up to five innings in that start. Four innings against the Mets on the 18th of May, two earned runs, and then he got knocked around yesterday going just three innings. And not only did he go only three innings, he walked five batters. The name of the game for Jordan Hicks has always been, can he control his stuff? And so far, he has not been able to do that. He does not have an appearance this year without a walk. I'll say that again. He does not have an appearance this season in which he did not register a walk. At least one. He walked one batter in each of the first two appearances on the 12th and 17th of April. And since then, he has had two or more walks in each start. Even after his last start against the Mets, when he went four innings, gave up two earned runs, hit two batters, walked three, struck out five. I was still, I said it on that show the very next day, or two, whatever it was, two days later. I'm okay with giving Jordan Hicks another start before I make my final decision, my my final diagnosis, if you will, on whether or not he should be a starter at the major league level. I was okay with giving him another start. I really was. A start or two even is what I said. 
That start came yesterday. I was at the game. It was great to be back at Bush. It was great to see everything in person. Got to see Gorman in, for, in person for the first time. Got to see a couple of Nolan Arenado web gems in person. Lots of fun stuff to see in person, right? Other than the final score, which was, as you all know, 8-1. to one. And Jordan Hicks just was unable to control his fastball. It, it, it's, it sounds so simple. It really does. Because even Hicks said himself, quote, I feel like if I can get the fastball in there, that's the game changer. I can't be out there throwing slider or change up on every pitch. It's frustrating. You're supposed to get the fastball in there, working everything off of that. It's just not happening, end quote. That's in an article on MLB.com by by, uh, Mark Saxon. I really really do want to root for Hicks because he has that kind of stuff that you, you dream of. He just doesn't have the control. So, is it going to be automatic? Is, is he going to be replaced right away? No, probably not. He'll probably make another start. Because even Oliver Marmol, who, who was asked about it, didn't really make a, a final decision. Uh, he said, it's a good question and one we'll evaluate. At the end of the day, we want... We want to feel like we're competing, and when guys go out there to think they have a shot, I think the combination of not commanding his pitches and just the overall pace made that difficult. That I agree with Marmol on that second point. When I was watching it yesterday, even though he wasn't throwing strikes, it didn't feel like he was in control of the game. It felt like he was slowing down a lot. It felt like he it was a slow pace to the game. It really it was hard to watch, not only because of the walks that he issued, and the, the hits that he gave up, but the, the pace just wasn't there. So, and a, and a lot of you have, have been, quote-unquote, calling this for quite some time, saying it, you know that, that you don't like Hicks as a starter, you think he should be a reliever, you think they should let him go, you think all this, this, and that, and the other. And credit to you, I guess, for being able to predict the future. Because <laughs> I really thought Hicks could figure it out. I really thought Hicks w- was going to be that guy, but I think that I now have seen enough to, to, to comfortably say that the Cardinals should not be rolling with Hicks anymore. You have to be able to expect at least five innings from all of your starters on any given night, even your number five. Because this was his first game without a pitch count, so he'll probably get a second and if not a third even as well. So before this, it was more about how does the stuff look? How can he improve start to start? It wasn't necessarily about how many innings he was throwing. It was what what's the stuff look like? How's it play? It played decently well for the first couple of outings. And it just has not played well the last number of outings with Hicks immensely struggling. And now we're getting to the point where, okay, now we are starting to look at innings pitched. We are starting to look at, can you get to five innings? Can you get to five, six, seven innings, right? He's got no pitch count except for the, you know, the the 100 number or the number that's around that, that a normal starter would see. And we're not even letting, we haven't, we, at least in last start, we didn't even let him get up there because of the fact he wasn't effective. And it's highly unfortunate to see Jordan Hicks, who has, like I said, some of the most incredible stuff struggle at this level. But as I mentioned, I believe that I have seen enough to say it's time to move on. Now, that means a lot of different things for a lot of different people, and it comes at a really bad time because the Cardinals just lost Steven Matz to injury. They just had to bring back uh, Matthew Libertor after being sent down. But when I say, okay, it's enough for Jordan Hicks, who's his replacement? 
because you got to bring him back with somebody. So we'll talk about who I think his replacement should be, what the Cardinals should do in the starting rotation coming up here in just a minute. With spring in the air, though, it is a time of renewal and growth, both personally and professionally. And as your small business grows, LinkedIn Jobs is here to make it easier to find the people you want to talk to faster and for free. You can create a job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. And then you just add your job to the purple hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile, and that spreads the word that you're hiring so your network can help you find the right people to hire faster. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in, develop, in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. It's plain and simple. Did you know that every week, nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? 40 million. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on MLB. That's linkedin.com slash locked on MLB to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. So I've made it known, I've talked about the fact that I think it's time to to see somebody else in that starter spot rather than Jordan Hicks. I think not in an ideal world, but in a more ideal world than this one, you might see Matthew Liebertor take that spot. Well, Matthew Liebertor's already taken up the spot of Steven Matz, who's on the 15-day injured list, and Liebertor's going to get one, if not two more starts. There's a, there are a couple different options the Cardinals could go. Jack Flaherty is facing hitters. That was reported by Jim Hayes. That's a nice development for the Cardinal ace, or who should be the Cardinal ace at least. So that's that's something that is something to keep our eye on, that the Cardinals are going to get Flaherty back at some point. But it's not a guarantee, you know, it's not a guarantee that it's happening this week or tomorrow even. Or the other way around, this way or tomorrow even. But... That's something to keep just in the back of our heads just a little bit. But what are the realistic options right now? Well, you could go after a Frankie Montas. You could go after a starter on the, on the trade market. But I don't think the Cardinals are going to do that. Uh, somebody tweeted at the show the other day from over from Oakland asking if Jordan Walker would be available in a trade for Frankie Montas. And I said, mm, probably not. The haul for a Jordan Walker trade would have to be out of this world for the Cardinals to pull the trigger on that trade. Just as a quick little side note, and I'm sure Lindsey Crosby of Locked on MLB Prospects would agree with me, as well as most people who follow the St. Louis Cardinals or know who Jordan Walker is. Anyways, so there's that option, but it's going to be an internal option. Once Matz comes back, maybe Libertor impresses in his three or four starts or two or three starts, whatever it might be, and you say, okay, Libertor, we want to keep you at the major league level. Hicks isn't really cutting it. Let's get Hicks in the minor leagues. If, if you really love the idea of Jordan Hicks being a starter, if you really want to see what he can do as a starter but not sacrifice wins and losses at the major league level, for lack of a better phrase, great. Let him get the starts down in Memphis. Let him get the starts at AAA work on his stuff a little bit more, maybe have a little bit more freedom to toy around with things and come back stronger. 
Maybe at the bare minimum, that increases his trade value because now he actually has success as a starter. Maybe. I don't know. But if he is sent down before that, again, Libertor taking his spot. We'll have to wait until after Hick Matz comes back. I think that Angel Rondon should get some thought process. Should, should get some of the thoughts here. I would prefer him almost over Jake Woodford. Because Jake Woodford's probably the easy choice, if you will. But Rondon, let's not forget what Rondon did on Sunday. I know it was three days ago. It was in a sweep against the Pirates. The storybook, you know, the story of the sweep was the offense on Sunday. You got to see Yachty pitch. You know, good stories. It was Gallegos coming back earlier in that series, striking out five batters. You got to see Helsley. Like, yeah, there's a lot of good things in that series. But let's not forget what Rondon did on Sunday. After Steven Matz is only able to throw four pitches and then leave due to injury. Four pitches. The the Cardinals were not screwed, <laughs> but the Cardinals had a decision to make, and they had not a lot of people to choose from to make that decision. Well, Rondon comes in, took him a little bit to get settled in, but he throws 86 pitches, goes five innings, gives up just one hit, three walks, punches out four, gets his first MLB win. Absolutely saved the bullpen. And yes, the offense ended up scoring 18 runs, but you didn't know that was going to happen beforehand. Carlos had a one-run lead when he came in. You didn't know that was all they were going to get. You just didn't know how this game was going to play out. Rondon comes in and saves the day. And for that, I think he should get a little extra consideration as to taking over at the starting role at this major league level. Rondon is somebody that was, again, minor league pitcher of the year just a few years ago for the St. Louis Cardinals. This is not just some nobody that just happened to pitch well in Pittsburgh because he was facing Pittsburgh and it was just a fluke thing. Rondon, 24 years old, still extremely young. At the Even last year in two innings, they were, they were a couple of scoreless innings for Rondon last season. But again, he was a... He was an all-star. He was uh, 2019 for Palm Beach. He was Texas League Pitcher of the Week. A couple years ago, again, organizational all-star pitcher of the year back in 2019 was Rondo. This is somebody that can pitch and pitch well. At the AAA level this season, his numbers aren't super exciting, but still somewhat positive. He's gone 11 games, just two starts, though, at the AAA level. He's 2-0 in a 3-9-7 ERA, 22 and two-thirds of an innings pitched, but opponents are only hitting a buck ninety-five against him. Jake Woodford is also an option, and I recognize that. Woodford definitely has more, more major league experience, without a doubt. More major league readiness, if you will. You can make an argument for that with the, just the recency that he has pitched at the major league level. But I would love to see Rondon. I think that might cause a little bit more excitement if you picked Rondon instead of going with Jake Woodford. Although the Cardinals are probably going to go with Woodford. And Woodford's not a bad option. He has shown the ability to get out to the major league level. Maybe not at the highest level that you would want him to. But still an ability to do so. So long term or longer term to kind of centralize it back a little bit in terms of who replaces Hicks in the starting lineup. You think Libertor, right, once Matt's 
gets gets healthy, gets back. If if Libertor impresses in his next couple of starts, and he'll start on Wednesday or Saturday, excuse me. But I think if you're going to replace Hicks, or I think the Cardinals, excuse me, I think the Cardinals need to replace Hicks, and it's going to be internal. We know that. Woodford and Rondon are the two that I'm looking at. Especially with Rondon, maybe it's a little bit, you know, I'll give you the argument or I'll give you the the comment or the the whatever, the caveat, that it could be a little bit of a, of a recency bias. I understand that. Because Rondon did just light up the, the MLB world, not MLB world, but did impress at the major league level more recently than Woodford did. But I just think Rondon is the more exciting choice. And you know what? Let, let, let's just make it exciting. This has been already somewhat frustrating, but an exciting season. You've got the Albert, Yachty, Wainwright thing. You've got a couple of, yeah, the Grand Slam walk-off on Monday. You've got a couple of exciting things, right? It's been an exciting season. Let's keep that excitement. All due respect to Jake Woodford, I think that Rondon is the exciting, and to me, the correct choice to replace Jordan Hicks in the lineup. I want to know who you think should be replacing Hicks in the lineup or in the, ro- in the rotation, or do you think Jordan Hicks should stay in the rotation and tell me why? I can get behind, I can comprehend, I can kind of see if you want to give Hicks another start. You don't have to convince me, but I can kind of see it. So drop a comment in the YouTube section. DM me on Twitter, at LJFastball. DM the show on Twitter at inst- or Instagram at LO underscore Cardinals. Or email the show at LockedOnCards at gmail.com. I want to know what you guys think. But even just me being at the game yesterday, I think maybe maybe me being there opened my eyes a little bit more. But to me, it showed me that at this point in time, on May 25th, 2022, Jordan Hicks is not a major league starter. He sh- At least he should not be starting at the major league level because he's just not there yet. And that doesn't mean Hicks can't be effective. Maybe you want to have Rondon or or, Rondon, uh, or or Libertor or Woodford or somebody else start in his place. Maybe even a Drew Verhagen. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe you want to have somebody start in his place, but you still want Hicks at the major league level. I think Hicks could be a fine middle reliever. I think he's shown us that he's not a closer, and he maybe not might not be a high leverage, you know, come in with two runners on base in the eighth inning guy. But he could be a nice bridge piece, a nice, nice complimentary piece in that bullpen, especially once he's able to get control. Because I, I really do want to believe that Hicks can find that control consistently. I just don't, <laughs> for lack of better, I just think that Jordan Hicks is at a point right now where kind of at a crossroads for him. I want to want to believe that he can find that fastball control because he is right. If he could find that fastball control, whew, the sky is the limit. I do agree with him there because his stuff plays. Even now when he's struggling, his stuff plays, guys and gals. It plays. But he just is unable to find that control. And I think the Cardinals are not in a position right now to be giving away games find better ways to compete. And right now, it just seems like Jordan Hicks is, whenever he starts, it's an uphill battle from the get-go. So again, let me know what you think, because it was an uphill battle from the get-go yesterday with the leadoff walk and the first inning scoring. So speaking of that game, we're going to talk about it. It was an ugly game, but we're still going to talk about it. Not a lot of positives, but not a lot of, or some negatives, but not a lot of things that I'm overly concerned about 
because of what I've seen from sample size in the last week, week and a half or so. So if you're on your podcasting platforms, be back in just a minute after words from our lovely sponsors. We'll talk about the game yesterday coming up here in just a minute. Cardinals fall 8-1 to one as the Blue Jays put up one in the first, three in the third, three in the, or excuse me, three in the fourth, three in the sixth, one run in the seventh. Cardinals able to scratch one across in the bottom of the seventh. It was from the get-go. Lead-off walk came around to score in the first inning. Teoscar Hernandez had the lead-off single. And then really when, you know, obviously hindsight's 20-20, so it might be a little bit easier for me to say this now, but the air was just let out of the ballpark when Danny Jansen hit his first home run. That was clearly a bomb off the bat. The only question was, it was it going to stay fair? It was off the top section of the of the foul pole. And then two more runs score that inning when Espinal gets a sacrifice fly. And then Vladimir Guerrero Jr. launched one. I mean, I'm a, you know, I go there to watch the Cardinals. I, I want the Cardinals to win, obviously. But I was excited to see Vladimir Guerrero Jr. in person. I would have rather of him hit a solo bomb being down 8 nothing rather than hitting one to put him up 7-1, to or 7 nothing at the time. But, oh, that was a thing of beauty. It was a bomb. It was wonderful to see in person just a, a display of athleticism like that. And then Jansen hit another home run in the seventh inning. Pitching staff just didn't do it. And we, we saw the, the B to C tier guys last night. You saw Wickren come in, two innings, two earned. You saw Verhagen come in, two innings, two earned. Junior Fernandez was able to get a scoreless appearance. He goes two innings and strikes out a batter. Eat up a couple of outs that, you know, maybe somebody else is only able to get one inning. Fernandez is able to get two. But pitching staff just didn't have it. I think the day off today is huge because you might even be able to see one of the guys from last night pitch, maybe not tomorrow, but maybe Friday. Well, normally you wouldn't be able to see them until you know get the extra off day, but the off day for Gallegos, Helsley, Cabrera, it, it, this is a huge off day. McFarland back from Sunday. You're going to have the the A tier guys ready to roll tomorrow with Adam Wainwright. But offensively, Kevin Gossman was good. He was changing speeds. He was locating. He had eight punch outs and six innings. A scoreless baseball gave up four hits, walked two batters, got his fourth win of the year. He was just freaking good. Four ground outs to three fly outs. Again, walk two straight. That was, again, obviously from a Cardinals perspective, not very fun. But from a baseball perspective, that really was fun fun to watch. He, he, he just shut down this Cardinal offense. Cardinals registered six hits, as I said earlier. Just two extra base hits. One from Bader, one from Edmund. But the, the, the part that I want to highlight really quickly, just for a moment, is uh, 5, 6, and 7. Juan Yepes 0 for 4, 3 punch outs. Nolan Gorman 0 for 4, 3 punch outs. Corey Dickerson 0 for 4, a punch out. I think Nolan Gorman was trying to hit a home run in every single at-bat. I thought Juan Yepes in the last at-bat said screw it to his uh, two-strike approach that he usually does and just said, I'm just going to swing for the fences here. We're down 8-1. to one. Who cares? You don't like seeing guys throw away at-bats. Wasn't a huge fan of it. But the negatives that I talked... That, that, that's a negative, right? Those two guys combining for six strikeouts. 
both of them with with the hat trick. But the reason I don't think that the overall offensive struggle is something to be concerned about long term is because A, it was against Kevin Gosman, one of the top pitchers in the league, if not the game. And B, even in a string of offensive prowess, of offensive success, which I would argue the Cardinals are in right now, you're going to have these games. The Cardinals were able to split with the Blue Jays, and I know that their record is only 23-20, and 20, and they're third place in the AL East. But I'm telling you guys, this is a playoff team. This is borderline a deep run in, the, in October, a World Series contending team. A split is not the end of the world. And again, some of you might call me crazy for calling a 23-20 and 20 team World Series contending. But it, these guys are going to get hot. Trust me. Vladdy's doing his thing. Bo Bichette's going to get going. He had a double last night. Matt Chapman is lost right now. But he's really good. Teoscar Hernandez is having a down year. These names are going to figure it out. They might not get the numbers at the end of the year. But I bet you they find the wins. This team is too young. and This team is too talented to not. So just mark my words on that. Again, a little side note, soapbox a little there. But overall, again, the offense was, was bad last night. And in a game, in a, in, a, in, a, in a season that is as long as the baseball season is, you're going to see this. Not the end of the world. It's okay. It was terrible to watch. I was keeping score. That's an out. That's a strikeout. That's an out. That's a strikeout. That's a double. It was awful to watch from a Cardinal standpoint. Don't get me wrong. But we've seen a string of good offensive performances. We saw the sweep against Pittsburgh. We saw the comeback win on Monday. We still are seeing some good things from this Cardinal offense in the last week or so. Not overly concerned. It's a big series this weekend against Milwaukee. You can't be doing this performance at home against Milwaukee for four straight games. I'll tell you that right now. But... So it's a caveat, right? Like, I'm not worried about this performance unless it bleeds into the weekend. But hopefully the off day does not let that bleed into the weekend as the Cardinals can kind of reset before a big, 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 big divisional matchup with the Milwaukee Brewers. First time the Brewers come to Bush Stadium. It's going to be a good game, going to be a good series. Cardinals going to come to play. Plain and simple. On tomorrow's show, I'm going to preview this series. Talk about Adam Wainwright. Talk about Matthew Libertor. What have the Brewers been doing? How can the Cardinals come away with a series win in a four-game set? Or at least, at minimum, a sweep. So be sure to join me tomorrow. Be sure to listen to Locked on MLB next, where our pal Silly gets you hooked on all the baseball action as he gives you his unique look at the majors, both past and present. So it is great. Go listen to Locked on MLB. Free and available wherever you get your podcasts, just like this one. Free and available on YouTube, on your podcasting platform. Subscribe on YouTube. Subscribe on podcasting platforms. Rate it. Give a thumbs up. Something. Share it with your friends. Share the Locked on Cardinals listenership everywhere. I saw somebody at Bush Stadium who recognized me. Didn't catch his name. So if you're listening today, appreciate you uh, reaching out and saying that you recognized me. So go Cardinals, I guess. So uh, that's going to do it for Wednesday's edition of Locked on Cardinals. Until I talk to you guys tomorrow, be sure to stay safe, stay well, and have a fantastic rest of your day.